Hi and welcome. My name is Ali Hart and I am the host of this podcast and you're listening and watching how to build a creative business in a noisy world. I really hope you enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, I just wanted to say this episode that you're going to listen to is, look, the content I think is valuable, but the sound quality, it started to hailstone whenever I was recording and I thought about recording it again and then I remembered that I'm probably, I only got here by trusting the content with, with possibly not the shiniest of um, output all the time. So if you've listened from the start, you'll know that the quality of the sound has gotten better. So yeah, with that in mind, I wanted to just keep it as it is. So I really hope you enjoy the episode and listening to my story. Hi everyone, I am in my car again recording and it is nice sleet. Like I'm recording this in May, it's insane. I hope that you're well, I hope that you are, whatever you're doing, if you're walking the dog, if you are getting your 10k a day, I don't know if you're on the bike or if you're just sitting at home with a cup of tea, whatever you're doing, I hope this finds you well. You know, with all of the things, in work and because I'd spoken last week about my the changes that are happening with work um with the business I thought you'd like to know where I started how it all started so I don't have an exact route for this I think because I'm it's weird because I'm this is for creatives however there's so many of you that are and um, not essentially creative or you don't classify yourself as building a creative business but you really enjoy it so I'm trying to make this relevant for all but I suppose you know that with it being called build a creative business in a noisy world that is the thing that I am passionate about and very much steeped in so it's mostly about that about art life kids and um, so I'm tw- 38, I'm not 28, I'm 38. My birthday was last Monday. Um, sorry, I'm going to cough. And I am married to Michael. We have three boys. They are 12, 9 and, <coughs> excuse me, 5. Um, we um, just moved house. So we've moved from the suburbs in Belfast City to out near the sea. I always said I would only move back to the sea if I could see the sea. We can't see the sea, but we're about four minutes walk from it. Um, We had thought that we would be in New Zealand this year. New Zealand is somewhere that I talk about quite a lot. Uh, We thought we're now, Michael and I are now almost 15 years married. And we always thought we would live abroad in some capacity. But that hasn't happened yet. So last year he turned 40 and I had a Zoom party with about, my goodness, it really is hailstones. With about 70 of our friends on Zoom uh, because it was during lockdown here. And... The day after we were at the beach and we were like, right, we're not going to be going to New Zealand like we thought. We were going to take a year career break to do that. So why don't we move house? And Michael said, no, that's insane. We're not going to do that. So that was on a Sunday. 
Then on a Tuesday, he came home and he was like, no, we're not going to do it. Then on the Thursday, a friend of ours who I'm going to have on the podcast, Michael Chandler, he, uh, we asked him to come over to the house. And then about uh, two weeks later, we had, three weeks later, we had the house in the market. I had like the, the floors were stripped and then we painted different rooms and we just made it look good and it sold really quickly two weeks after it was posted um, online um, and on the same day that we we agreed it this is where I think now if you've listened for a while you will see that in my personality this is how I work I definitely do look for signs and things and um, I'm a guess I'm a bit of a go-getter I like to make some decisions quite promptly others I take a while but um I trust my gut and as my friend said last week when we were talking about all the changes for the business um, my gut has got me this far so I would say that to you whichever realm you're in trust your gut but um, yeah the same day that we sale agreed our house we went to look at another one that um, had been on the market for a couple of years and just no one was interested in it in our perfect location in Northern Ireland for us. Um, and we put an offer in it in that afternoon so we still agreed our own house and the house that we now live in on the same day um, people thought it's never going to happen it's not going to pan out but it did uh, I did get COVID just before we moved house but yeah that gives you context of that um, our boys are pretty much I view the boys the same age as the business uh, I became self-employed in September 2009 when our first son, who is now 12, um, he was whatever, I don't know how many months that is. Uh, nine months, maybe? I don't know, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Anyway, he was a baby. I became self-employed and before that, I had been working, when he was, I was pregnant with him, I'd worked in my husband's school as, because I'd specialised in autism and young people's learning disabilities, I was helping to transition young people with Asperger's, Asperger's into mainstream education. So that's pretty big now. If you think about 12 years ago, at the time, that was kind of a big shift for mainstream education to have that blending process. But I loved the work that I did as a support worker and alongside young people um, with profound learning disabilities and some with mild learning disabilities. So being able to put that into action in like a classroom assistant setting was what I did for a year. Um, it was great. It's the only time in my entire life for one whole year that I can tell you I had a consistent income of whatever. Was it maybe, I don't know, a couple of hundred. Well, it wasn't very much, but every month I got a paycheck and it felt good. So that was before our firstborn was, um, before he arrived. And I'm assuming that I just decided, no, I did a degree and a master's in fine art. I may as well try to put it to good use. If you kind of dig deep enough into my blog and things, you will see that I am pretty open about the fact that I my identity and everything kind of changed after the kids uh, uh, day-to-day struggles but I, I'm assuming that's a lot to do with 
not valuing myself but i don't have anyone to blame for that only me i had my degree i did a foundation course in the university of ulster in belfast straight out of school um again always wanted to just travel so i applied to brighton university and dublin um, and then some weird stuff happened like they lost my ucas form i don't know my I don't know whether it was my mum because she was on her own. I talked about this with Lisa and the relationship coach. I don't know whether because I was one of the few people in my family on both sides to go to university, whether we just, I don't know, do, do we sometimes think that people in education are are like, I don't know, the be all and end all and we don't want to, sh to rock the boat. And either way, my mum and I didn't really know what to do. We didn't challenge it. We didn't say, what the flip have you done with my form? Instead, it became this weird thing where all of my friends got these offers to go to university and I was like a sitting duck waiting, thinking, what? I thought I did quite well in my foundation course. And a foundation course is where you go and you experiment with all different materials, all different practices of art. I would highly recommend it for you if you want to go back and do that. It's a brilliant time. Um, and you don't really appreciate it when you're young whereas if I was to go back now and do photography and sculpture I would be giving it Dixie so yeah then just what happened was they said oh we just happened to have an interview tomorrow for the course in Belfast and I said I don't want to go to Belfast and then it seemed it was my only choice maybe if we'd investigated much further kicked up a bit more fuss I don't know even my husband deals with UCAS forms now it was just this so he's he doesn't know what happened, but either way, we, I went to the University of Ulster. Um, it's pretty well known as well that I did apply for PGC after because I thought, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to teach art because they haven't taught me anything else in art college. <laughs> they taught me how to do, I practice really, really well, but they didn't teach me how to market my art, how to open a bank account, any of those things. Um, and during my time at university, I had so many jobs outside of university. Like I had two waitressing jobs at the time. Um, I babysat. I worked one-to-one -one with the young person with um, Down syndrome. I had, uh, I obviously had some kind of business head anyway. But I didn't know where to start with my art. It was probably the place where I placed least value. And I still do struggle with my pricings. Like I constantly go back and forth and think, should I, shouldn't I? And then someone pays what you know that it's worth for. And you think, right, I owe it to those people. I got to keep going. And then, of course, you still doubt yourself the next time you're pricing something. So I would say my issues with value me and my art run very very deep uh, and it's only upon reflection I can see that would I change things no I wouldn't have met Michael we were very young we were married Um, I wouldn't be having this podcast now because if it had been handed to me um, not that it ever would have because my mum was raising me and my brother on her own after dad died Um, I didn't have any inheritance or anything like that to to start the business with but I'm really thankful I'm thankful for the chip on my shoulder as a friend and I were both saying I'm thankful that these things happened but yeah I I then 
when I went self-employed, I was selling cards, like gift cards. What? Now, you might sell gift cards and that might work for you and you might sell them in bulk and you have a really good model. I didn't have a good model to do it. I didn't have um, the idea about wholesale. I was not very good at thinking that one through. So that was a bit of a flop. I did a few. Do you know, it's like everything. People on the outside will always tell you what you should do, right? You should be and you should be. And often people will think that you just get your hand, your art or your creativity or into the hands of someone famous or someone who's well known and you're made. But you're not made. I actually don't care what anybody says. When that all fades, you still have to be the one who actually gives a toss about the paying customers that show up, that are interested in your work and that consistently um, root for you. They're more important than the ones. So I did a few things for people who were well known that got me nowhere but it was good learning experience and it was good learning how to do a project you know to figure out commissions really um but yeah I feel like this could be a story of two parts but that's the, that's the groundwork for where I am maybe I'll do a little bit of reflecting for you so that it's gratitude in it I'm thankful that I didn't get onto the PGCE when I did um, that was devastating at the time. I was sure that I would. I shadowed my old art teacher who had faith in me from the beginning. She thought it was a dead cert because I was already teaching art in a workshop environment. Everyone thought it was dead cert. And you know what? Maybe I was cocky. Maybe I thought it was. In reality, not one, not genuinely, apart from the fact I would have a consistent income not one ounce of my body wants to be a teacher in a school and I know that now but at the time I thought this was the only way I could get doing being in the creative art space and don't get me wrong some people that are art teachers have a great time and they paint during their summers I'm more interested in people that take a risk and maybe I don't know maybe because we just lived off Michael's salary and just scraped together every month you know what that would those were really really hard times maybe I, I don't actually judge anybody that goes into teaching because it makes sense it makes sense the only way I wanted to the only way I would want to be teaching in the student capacity would be to say to people I am a practicing artist and this is how you do it hence this is a bit like that I guess these are my students who are listening to me Thanks for sticking with me. But yeah, they didn't get the PGCE. Happened to see one of the tutors who opened up my portfolio for the PGCE and said, this is not a PGCE portfolio. This is someone who should do a master's and develop your um, craft even more because what the master's does, there's only eight people get on the master's. And what they do is they put you through the mill. And again, don't teach you how to be an artist or how to make money, but they do teach you how to stand up for your work and to stand by your work and how to be the best at your work and how to hold exhibitions. So I got onto the Masters, which was a huge shock, but I'm really thankful for that now. Um, and yeah, I'll leave the rest to the next time. That gets you up to the Masters, gets you up to whenever I'm self-employed in September 2009. If you're interested, I'll do the next one for you. But hopefully what it does is it just reminds you 
even if you're not a creative but you're just wondering am I in the right job am I happy is this what my life's purpose is you know just be you know sit on it sit on it for now and know that there's always other options um and you can strip back your outgoings like even at the minute with all the transitions we've stripped back a lot of the outgoings um, so that I can focus on getting content and getting value out to you um, and that feels more important to me at the minute than the financial gains even though we all know that in order for a business to function there has to be finance there in some way and it's awkward and it's icky but um, yeah may you enjoy this day uh, may you know that my path was not straightforward but I'm still thankful that I've taken it. It continues to be wibbly wobbly, but I'm getting better at, at sitting in the fear of that. Um, and hopefully you can too. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. You can read more on my blog. You can mooch through my social media. Um, but I'm, I've had such an influx of followers and listeners and I just thought it was important that I start to take it back to where it began so that you can know that and know me. But thanks for listening. Please do subscribe. Find me on social media. I'd love to hear from you. Um, and keep going. You're doing it. You are doing it. I'll see you on the other side. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode, I would really appreciate some feedback or for you to hit subscribe so that you get all the content every week in your inbox. And if you would like to check out my website, it's alihart.com, especially if you were thinking about needing some mentoring sessions because I have openings coming up in the summer. Thanks for watching and listening and I will see you on the other side.